0: Welcome to the Authority Hacker podcast, the place to learn field tested, no BS tactics to grow hack your online business and finally live life on your own terms. Now, your host,
1: Gayle and Mark. Hey guys, welcome to the Authority Hacker podcast. Today, we're going to talk about adapting your lifestyle to succeed as an online entrepreneur. And the truth is, we receive a lot of emails from people who want to live a lifestyle that looks a lot like ours. You know, they want to quit their day job, they want to run their own website, etc. But the truth is, a lot of people, they're setting themselves for failure because their lifestyle will not allow them to make the effort that's going to be needed in terms of succeeded online. So today I have Mark with me, and we're gonna talk about you know the five things that we think you should do to actually adapt your lifestyle and be successful eventually. So hey, Mark.
0: Hey, how's it going?
1: Good. So let's just get started right away. All right. What is the first thing people should think about when they actually want to live that kind of lifestyle? running their own websites, laptop lifestyle, freedom, etc.
0: Okay. So money. That's by far the most important thing. We all need money to survive. We need a certain amount of money coming in each month or a certain amount of savings in order to put a roof over our heads and and eat. So that's always the thing people are most sort of concerned about, especially if they're they're not making they don't have a regular income coming in from their authority site or from their online business. And you know they're perhaps considering quitting their their day job, which does obviously provide them with a, a salary. There's a certain amount of risk that they're taking there, so that risk it's it's never really going to go away. I really haven't seen that many cases where people build a sizable income before they quit their job. There's always that sort of intermediate yeah. period where, you know, they're they're maybe making a few hundred bucks a month, but not really a livable amount. And so they're gonna have to live off of savings for for a little bit. So obviously the big thing there, I guess, is reduce your living costs. And there's a couple ways to there's many ways to do that actually. First of all, like where you live, i.e., the country or even the city or the part of the city, is make plays a huge impact. For most people, rent's going to be their one of the biggest costs they have, one of the biggest monthly expenses they have. So, doing something about that is is always a good thing. We live here in Budapest, in in Hungary, which is in Eastern Europe. And it's pretty damn cheap here. Certainly, can you imagine if we'd done what we did, living in London or New York or something?
1: That would be a lot more pressure, you know. But what happens if you have like a family and kids and so on?
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's difficult. Pets is another thing as well. It makes it difficult to to move around. Or if you own your own home, although that can always be can always be rented. Yeah, you can if rent
1: you- it and rent another place cheaper and save the difference, I guess.
0: Yep. Or you can rent it on Airbnb for short term. You know, there's all sorts of tricks tricks you can do like that. Uh-huh. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I haven't done this with a family, but I can imagine it's a lot, lot more difficult. That being said, if uh, you're married, let's say, then perhaps your wife can might have a job as well. So there's some income coming in that way. So there's possibility to sort of mitigate the the risk somewhat with that.
1: You need to weigh the pros and cons, like how much money she can help bring in versus how much she would save moving, etc. Obviously, especially if you have family, you need to count also like flying back once in a while and so on and so on. But it's true that moving to a cheaper country is a massive, massive saving. I mean, it's like, I think my monthly expenses here are around $1,500 or something, which is super low. And I live in a 134 square meter apartment. I have a private trainer. I have a private chef, etc. I live like a lifestyle that only people making 100K plus in the US could afford.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, obviously when there, there's a big sort of budgeting exercise to be done uh, and you just need to take a long, hard look at what you actually spend each month and what you can make each month and figure however long you think it's going to take to bridge the gap between what your future income is and what you need to be making. Again, survive like double that and just as a margin of error and then you should be good.
1: Yeah. I think one thing that you kind of mentioned but didn't really go into as well is if you need to stay in that city for whatever reason, you need to help your parents or your family or something, just move out of the city center or move out to like a cheaper area or something. And rent differences within cities are also massive, depending on where you are. And if you're going to be working from your laptop, you know, take a rent that's cheaper for a year or two by the time you make it or even less, and then move back to a more comfortable area after. But you're going to feel way more, way less pressured rather if you just do that initially adapt your lifestyle and then feel that you have some time to actually make it work and make it realistic for you and also make it realistic that you can spend money in your business and then then move back
0: basically yeah that and that's i think key that's i guess the next point is you need to have some disposable money in order to spend into to invest in your business and your own business education so you know a lot of the tools and software and training courses and for example authority hacker pro it's not free right you you need to spend money in that in order to acquire the the tools or the knowledge in order to further progress your your business now that's not to say that you should just go buying every tool in sight because there's almost an infinite number of 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 tools out there and equally an infinite number of people that are going to tell you uh how to make money online and sell you all these courses so you know pick and choose them wisely but you should definitely have a budget set aside in order to do that
1: i mean like uh, this is a pretty cheap way to start a business to do that i mean with a couple hundred bucks you can get started plus like maybe like a hundred bucks a month for like some tools it's pretty cheap but it does cost money to start these kind of websites and if you want to live that kind of lifestyle and if you're serious about it you need to have some money to spend and so That's also why we talked about reducing the living costs before, right? Because it's not just covering your costs of eating and being in your apartment. It's also being able to invest a couple of hundred bucks per month at least to get started and being able to do that for like at least a year, I would say. So maybe like if you were able to at least invest 500 bucks a month for 12 months, that would already be like a good start. You get much more out of these 12 months than if you can't invest any money, you know? And as Mark said, don't necessarily spend 500 bucks every month. It's like some months you might spend 100 bucks and the next month you'll spend a 1,000 bucks. It really depends. But having a little bit of money will get two or three times more things out of your time than having no money at all. So that's why you need to definitely also take this habit of investing in your business, it's just like people are afraid because they're like, oh, it's, it's not guaranteed and it's not really getting me personally anything and so on. I mean, I'm a weirdo because I, I actually enjoy buying marketing tools. But otherwise, it's also this habit that you need to build that, hey, you're going to to spend some money if you want to make some. And when you are working a day job, it's not how you do it. It's like you spend your boss's money or you spend the company's money or you don't spend any money at all if you have any budget with what you're doing. But you're going to have to do that. I think it's quite important as well. The next point as well is you're going to need to make some time for work. So living for cheap is great. Investing in your business is great. But you will need to make some time to actually focus on your work. And that means that if you have a busy family life, if you have a job or anything, well, you're going to have to dedicate some time and make no excuse for dedicating that time to your business every day. And this
0: is, sorry, just want to interrupt there. This is something which I've experienced this quite a lot personally. So for about a year and a half, I had a standard nine to five job for this finance company in, in the UK. This was before like seven years ago or something. And it was very difficult to come home at night after a long day working at something you didn't like, you know, and then perhaps going to gym afterwards to just not do something besides sit on the sofa and watch TV or, you know, browse the internet. I mean, actually focusing and getting work done in the evening was difficult. I found it really like mentally draining. And uh, when weekends came around, all I wanted to do was sort of go to the pub with my mates. So I, it seems to be, and I, I, I doubt this is the case, but it seems to be like the the whole nine to five job routine. It's like the perfect amount of time to... Not take up all of your life, but like make you tired enough so that you don't want to do anything else for the rest of your time. Yeah. Uh, At least that's how I felt. So, you know, you really need to focus during the time you still have a job, focus on giving yourself um, as much time as possible in the evenings and weekends and make sure you're sort of alert and aware and able to sort of do focus work during that time. It's not just a couple of hours in the evening when you're half asleep.
1: Yeah. Actually, the way I learned that is. Because I lived in a country where I didn't know anyone, essentially. Like, I started doing that when I was in Kuala Lumpur. And I just arrived, and it's like, well, there was a nice swimming pool on the roof, and I didn't know anyone. So I was like, hey, I'm just going to take my laptop and hang out there. And I was able to build my social life just as much as I wanted and not too much and make the time to actually just do some work every day. Like, two hours, I think, is a good number. It's like, it's not crazy. It means you you finish at, like, 6 or 7 p.m., you can still have dinner. You can still even maybe even go out a little bit, but two hours is also a lot in terms of achieving stuff. So if you can do that two hours five or six days a week, you're gonna be able to organize yourself properly. And it's actually the next plan. But I think you wanted to talk about reducing drinking first.
0: Yeah. So I mean, that was the big thing. Like when you still have a job, like don't go out that often because you know not only does it take a lot of time and money to go out. One night of the week on a Saturday night or something, but it kind of kills you for the next day as well, at least if you drink as much as I used to. So, you know, be careful around that. That being said, you don't have to go completely the other way and just not have any social life whatsoever, especially for long periods of time, because that can also be kind of counterproductive and you can lose motivation and stuff that way. So it's good to find a nice balance there. But certainly when you're looking to leave your job, your full-time job, you'd be very cautious of these things.
1: I mean, uh, really what we're trying to say with that point is you're going to have to make your life a little bit more boring to make more place for work, essentially, And it is difficult, especially when you have a very full life already. I mean, I imagine a lot of people, they have kids, they have their work, they're married or they have a girlfriend or whatever. They probably live in the same city as their families. And that's something that we don't have to deal with, which it's good and bad in many points. But one thing is it doesn't take much of your time to deal with family. You just call them on Skype once in a while. But if you have all of that, well, you're going to have to push back a little bit. And tell people that you're going to have to make that time to work on these things that you want to do. And there's no going through that. It's difficult in many cases, and and it's very hard to know what to cut on. But if you don't make it, then chances you won't make it as an entrepreneur online anyway. So it's really up to how much you want it. And one thing that is quite important is what you're going to do with that time you're making. So we're talking about taking around two hours a day to work on your projects, which is an alright amount of time, it's a realistic amount of time to start achieving some stuff. But the thing is you need to plan this time properly, because two hours is very easy to goof around and get nothing done as well. So what I recommend, so what I'm doing a lot now is that every Sunday night, usually Sunday night you don't do a lot. Like maybe you wait nine, ten p.m. if you have kids you wait till they're sleeping or something. And I like to sit for an hour. I don't do any work on Sunday, but I sit for an hour and I look at the general goals of what we want to achieve for our sites. And Take a deeper, broader perspective. And then I'm like, okay, this is what we need to do. And so let's try to break down five or six tasks that help me get to that direction. So in my case, it's like way more tasks. It's like 20 tasks or something. But if you're only going to have two hours a day, just one task per day, like one big task, for example, make a landing page, create a lead magnet, create an email follow-up series, that kind of stuff. This kind of stuff can be done in two hours in many cases. Well, pick five or six big goals like that that helped you reach that broader goal that you saw on Sunday and basically put one on each day on your calendar. So use a calendar and say, okay, on this day, I do the landing page. On this day, I do the email series. On this day, I do a lead magnet. And on this day, I do the sales page. And at the end of the week, I have this sales, this mini sales funnel for this affiliate offer ready so I can put it in all these blog posts. And that is overall. That's why that's how I plan, but just planning in general is a good idea. And using something like, we use Asana right now, we've changed a lot in terms of tasks and to-do list stuff, but actually using a system where you actually write it down so you can check it when you come back from work and you don't have to sit for 10 minutes saying like, okay, what am I going to do now? And wondering what you're going to do because this is the most difficult thing in this market. Doing things is actually pretty easy. Knowing what to do is the hard part. So you should do that part once a week and just execute for two hours every day. One thing I would recommend as well is that you use a tool called Rescue Time. You can get a free version, rescuetime.com. It actually allows you to know what you're doing with your time. So you can only track these two hours. You don't have to track yourself all the time. But when you dedicate two hours, you just want to make sure because you're investing money and because you're investing time, these are precious resources that you need to make sure you invest properly. And rescue time is going to give you a good analytics of what you're doing with that time, which sites you're spending time on, et cetera, which allows you to know how productive you are and eventually improve on that as well. So I, for example, have that little rescue time window open and I have to have five hours of productive time every day. And it's in a code of my screen all day long. So I know exactly what's going on with my productivity for that day and i kind of try to play catch up or i know i can relax and go out a bit if i'm already at five hours at 3 p.m or something so that's what i recommend to like plan your time how do you plan your time
0: I use a much more old school method. I use Microsoft OneNote, which is basically it's like a computer version of a notepad. When I first started all this, I actually did just use like pen and paper to to plan all my stuff and and whatnot. And I find that much easier. I found that using these tools can sometimes be a distraction in itself. And I, I found that I was often spending more time sort of analyzing my time and looking at things and setting up yeah. tools. And th- there's a kind of trap there where these things can help you become more efficient but you need to be doing stuff already and i find that i was just focusing on becoming more efficient at doing nothing that okay. makes sense so just be careful of like your personality type and what works for you always remember like what you're trying to do and like i do that every sunday as well kind of look at what i got done that week and you know what i'm trying to get done the next week and it's always a good time to ask sort of, is this helping me with my business or not? Because there, you'll find there's a lot of things which are worth doing, but they can actually be distractions a little bit if you're trying to make things too perfect or too efficient.
1: Yeah. I mean, one thing to say is like, there is plenty of free ways to do that. You don't need to pay for any app to do any of that. It's like, whether you want to use Evernote, you can have a free account whether you want to use Sana, it's free as well. This rescue time is also free, so there's plenty of free stuff. We'll actually put it in the show notes, so you'll be able to go and check all these tools. But I think the main important thing is just plan like plan one day of the week, execute six other days of the week. I think that's the that's the main one.
0: And yeah, uh, and always like look back on what you've done in the last week or the last period, whenever, however uh, often you do. And If you're doing something and it's not really working, then it's okay to stop and do something else.
1: Yeah, it's not about working hard. Nobody cares how hard you work in the end, you know?
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: It's like it's all about the results.
0: That's actually a really good point, because if you have a sort of an office, nine to five office job, you get paid to show up for what, like seven, eight, nine hours a day. And how productive you are and what you get done doesn't really impact things quite so much okay you know you're more likely to be at promotions and stuff if you're doing well but at the end of the day you're getting paid to to show up But well, this is a very different mindset it's like if you do one thing and it takes you you know an hour and it makes you x amount of money then great but if you you know spend 12 hours a day and it makes you no money then you're not getting paid so yeah to focus on things which actually move the needle and are effective
1: it's a very rational, cold world to be entrepreneur. It's like, it's all about the results. Nothing else counts.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, everyone I know who's, who sort of does this stuff, they always talk about how busy they are. And I'm like, okay, that tells me nothing about how well you're doing. Because if someone's busy, it could mean like they're doing well or, or it could mean they're not doing well. Like it, there's no correlation whatsoever between how many hours you work. And, uh, how successful you are.
1: Yeah. And that's why planning is really important. It's, it's really about getting a lot done in these two hours so you can still have a life. You can still do other things. And two hours, you know, you can do that with a job. If you obviously quit your job, you should definitely be working more than two hours a day, especially at the beginning. But yeah, it's all about the planning. And let's just jump on the final point, the fifth point, which is surround yourself with people trying to achieve the same goals as you. So, Can be very complicated. Is like I can imagine the person that has been finding us through googling stuff. Like I know a lot of people find us through googling, like how to make money with ClickBank, how to make money blogging, that kind of stuff. And it sounds interesting. It sounds a little bit less scammy than many other sites out there. But as soon as they go to their families or you know the girlfriends or whatever and say they want to do that, people are gonna be like, "eh, I'm not sure about that stuff. It's it never works. You will probably fail." You have a good job. You might get a promotion in two years. You should definitely think about that, et cetera. And the truth is, it's very easy to get convinced by these people to stop doing any kind of entrepreneurial thing because it's true. It's risky. It is risky. And a lot of people are going to fail, guys. It's it's really true. But what you can do is you can surround yourself with people that are trying to do the same thing. So a very easy way to do that, for example, is to go on meetup.com and find the online marketing Meet up in your area. It's it's completely free. You just show up. People are going to do some presentations, maybe have some drinks together. And you'll be talking about your projects to people that are running the same kind of things. And that is a lot of motivation for you. I know that we have a really good group of people doing the same kind of stuff here. Some of them being really successful. And I know every time I come back from hanging out with them, I just want to get back to it and work on things and, and just, I feel like there's a lot of possibilities and there are a lot of possibilities, but when you are alone doing that, you feel that it's another world. It's, it's not something that's real. So the two things that I actually recommend is go to local meetups and join Facebook groups, actually joining Facebook groups in your niche or for entrepreneurs, that kind of stuff. We actually have one for Authority Hacker Pro, if you guys are in Authority Hacker Pro, but that's basically what I would recommend. Like hang out with like-minded people, especially because it is a very different lifestyle from you know, most people in the world. Actually, it is I realized that it's like right now we are recording that it's the end of the year. When you go for Christmas back to your family or something and you realize how different your life is compared to everyone else, that's when you realize you're, it's, it's such a weird lifestyle. And I could see myself being dragged down even if my family loves me because it's too different for them. They don't get it.
0: Yeah, and this is particularly true with older people. Like, I remember talking to my grandfather, and he was sort of, he asked me what I do. And, you know, this guy's never used a computer, never used the internet. And I'm like, there's no possible way for me to explain what it is that I do. (laughs) You just wouldn't understand. And bear in mind that, especially if you're talking about, parents or people in a, with like a generation gap, they're going to have a different mindset and it's not because they sort of, they doubt you, it's because they do care about you that they're expressing those concerns. So, you know, we'll talk about this more in another episode, I think, but don't be too concerned by by the naysayers and what Gail says, right, surround yourself with people who are doing the same thing. Be careful, though, of some of the free forums out there, talking like Warrior Forum and that. There's a lot of people who sort of talk the talk but aren't actually implementing anything or aren't actually doing anything themselves or aren't even remotely successful themselves. And those are not the people you want to necessarily hang around with and, and associate with because they'll drag you down. Look for groups of people who are actually making an impact and, uh, and being successful. As Gail said, if you join Authority Hacker Pro, our, our membership program, we have a, a Facebook group, and it's really cool on there to see all the people who are at various different stages, just starting out or are already somewhat successful, talking to each other and helping each other out with, with things like without our input at all sometimes even. So that's pretty cool. Most
1: of the time, actually, yeah.
0: Yeah. So just just be careful about who you sort of yeah. hang around with. But yes, you, especially you
1: online, you know, like people will claim all yeah. sorts of things. That's why I like the local real life meetups as well
0: yeah uh, even, even there people will definitely exaggerate like yeah, how yeah, yeah, making yeah. and well, stuff i know who you're thinking uh, yeah. about. <laughs> 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 so yeah i mean like meetup.com's pretty good but i don't know like we just sort of found these people just by being here for four or five years i think I and mean, a lot of the time they found us
1: yeah yeah, yeah. yeah but, but,
0: but yeah just put yourself out there
1: yeah just get out it's like these nights where you go out try to act- Take one night a week to go to one of these meetups or one of these things where you can hang out with real people, et cetera. It also, you know, makes up because it's a very lonely thing to work on your websites at home. And, and it's good to actually bring, uh, inject some social life back because especially if you come from an office environment. You're going to be, hopefully, in your office, some people hang out together and talk to each other, go for drinks together, etc. Well, when you work on your own projects, and if you start alone, or even if you're with a co-founder and so on, many times they won't be in the same city as you. And even if you are, it's just the two of you. And so it's a good way to re-inject some social life, some like kind of like business social life back in your life, which I found myself missing when we moved to like not having an office, actually.
0: A couple of other things I just want to add in, actually, is... Uh, on the the point we sort of mentioned earlier about making you know enough time for work it's quite easy to get suckered in by the the sort of end goal sitting on a beach and making money on autopilot and all, all this kind of stuff the reality is a lot different even these people who are and we've traveled a fair bit ourselves even when we're in a villa in thailand for a month it's like you don't most, stop, of, yeah. <laughs> most of that time you're working pretty hard. Um, it just so happens that when you take a break, you can go chill in a pool and you can go for a cocktail on the beach at night, which is great, but it's not a holiday the whole time. And there's very few people that, that really, that I know at least, that really have things so much so much down that they're, they're sort of just traveling and partying the whole time.
1: Very little. Work. I mean, like... The thing is, like, once you make it, the only thing that can happen is, well, you do better or you lose it. Yeah. And then you're so afraid of losing it that you keep walking.
0: Yeah. My point here, though, is it gets harder before it gets easier. So you're going to have to, in the short term, like when you're trying to break free of nine to five and, and turn your lifestyle into this sort of online entrepreneur lifestyle, it's difficult at the start and it gets progressively easier at least the the lifestyle side of things like as you start to make more money you can afford certain things which free up more of your time and there's a sort of cycle going on there but you you kind of have to grin and bear it for a while it's like starting out you know in a law firm or something you get given all the shit at the start and you know you're working till midnight every night and and that kind of stuff. It's the same thing with online marketing. You'll be doing a lot of stuff yourself that eventually you'll you'll then hire other people to do to give you more time. So bear that in mind. And the second thing I want to say is a lot of people ask about freelancing as a way to sort of bridge the gap between of having a full time job and then having a full time business. And it's certainly a possibility. I, I did that myself. For nine months or something, and I know other people who have done that for for years even, and it can certainly be a good way to break free initially and to develop skills in certain areas and to provide yourself with an income and allow you to travel and and, and do this. But I feel that it's, I personally feel that it's also a bit of a trap in that it's just it's essentially the same thing. It's just having another job. Just that so happens that this job is online and perhaps gives you a bit more lifestyle freedom but it's still going to delay getting to where you want to get to eventually i.e. running your own websites running your own business really
1: yeah i uh, see a lot of people in auto idea hacker pro actually who are like freelancers like consultants that kind of stuff And they eventually have to, like, cut back on that to make time for their site. Because otherwise, it's the same as the job. You know, they they finish and it just can't be bothered with another website. And they just don't do anything, you know?
0: Yeah. So no matter what you do, there's always going to be that time when you kind of have to grin and bear it a bit. So, yeah.
1: Cool. Well, I guess uh, that is wrapping it up for the five things that you can do to adapt your lifestyle to be uh, more successful as an entrepreneur. At least set yourself up for success. Uh, I know this podcast is going to be released in January, so it's a good time to make some resolutions and for you guys to decide to make some of these changes in your life. I understand not everyone's going to be able to move to a different country or not everyone's going to be able to have exactly two hours every day and so on. But try to implement some of these into your life because these are going to make a big difference and some of them are pretty easy to do. So for example, planning the time more once at one time a week to see what you're going to be doing on your website or just surrounding yourself with people who are trying to achieve the same things, it's a pretty easy thing to do. and It's going to make a major impact into what you're doing. So I recommend you guys do that. Do you have a final word of wisdom, Mark?
0: No, I think I covered everything.
1: All right, cool. So thanks for listening, guys. Don't forget, if you like this show, please rate us on iTunes and drop us a review. And you can go on Hacker dot com slash bonus and you can get a free bonus training that we normally sell for free if you just send us a screenshot of your review so we'll see you guys later
0: thanks for listening to the authority hacker podcast if you enjoyed this show don't forget to rate us on itunes and send us a screenshot on authorityhacker.com slash bonus to claim your free premium authority hacker training